welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we read Parasha Vayera, which is the parasha in which God sends the seven first plagues to Mitzrayim. Uh, so Pharaoh will let uh, the Jewish people go out of Egypt. And um, we come to ask ourselves a question, like really, Jewish people, they were 210 years slaves in Egypt. They went through tremendous suffering. Uh, it was horrendous what they had to go through. And it was a very, very long time. And also we see throughout history the amount of suffering that there is in the world. And there's the biggest question ever is why do the righteous people suffer? So many philosophers have, to try, have tried to answer this question. And uh, this parasha really gives some light into it. Uh, we can never come to really understand fully why Hashem made the world how He made it. It's really, uh, His ways are not our ways, and we're finite people trying to understand infinitude. But what we can understand is that everything that God does for us really comes from a very good place. Uh, he has our, his, our best interests at heart, and He's always thinking about our benefit. And um, in this parasha, it says, I will take you out from under the burden and the pain that was inflicted by the Mitzrayim and I will rescue you from serving Mitzrayim, Egypt. So it's a promise from God that he will take us out of Mitzrayim. And Mitzrayim really means contraction. In this case, we're talking about Egypt. It's given this name Mitzrayim because it's like a narrow place. And, um, but in reality, Jewish people are still in Mitzrayim. We never came out of it. Uh, until Mashiach doesn't come, we're in Galut, we're in, 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 uh, in exile. And this is the first exile of the Jewish people. So we see here that Hashem, the first thing that we see in the Torah is that Hashem really has a promise to us. He promises us that He's going to take us out of it. Uh, and this has been the source of tremendous hope for the Jewish people. I think this is what keeps us going and, and we haven't disappeared from this planet, from this world, from planet Earth, because really we have these, these animamim. We believe that Mashiach will come and a day will come in which everything is gonna be peace and love. There's not gonna be any suffering anymore, no more sickness, no more uh, poor people sick people and, and suffering anymore. It's gonna, it's gonna go away. So this, this belief, this really, because it's in our DNA, this belief that one day Hashem will redeem us from all suffering, as either collective or personal suffering, is what has given the Jewish people really the strength to continue, to not only continue and survive, but to flourish uh, after every time they have tried to kill us and disappear us, the Jewish people become stronger and more rooted in their identities. And um, really, if you look at it from that way, Galut, exile, has not been a fiasco. It really has strengthened the Jewish people, has made us the people we are. So for that, we have to understand that, that this Galut that we're reading in this parasha, this exile from Egypt, really represents every exile that the Jewish people have experienced. And God says, I will take you out from under the burden and the pain that was inflicted by Mitzrayim, and I will rescue you from serving Mitzrayim. 
he is actually making a promise, a commitment to take us out from Egypt, from Mitzrayim. So there's a very interesting aspect in chapter 3 of the Tehillim in which it says, chapter 3 of the Tehillim says, <clears throat> I want to read it to you. It says, Mismor le David beborjo mi pene abshalom beno. So what it says, this Perek 3 of the Tehillim, it says, A song of David as he flees from Absalom his son. So this psalm really is talking about David's um, escape from his son Absalom, who was really trying to kill him. And uh, the interesting thing here, which is the question that the sages ask themselves, is why does King David says Mismor le David, a song to David? Why does he start a psalm that is talking about his fleeing death uh, as a song, like a happy thing, instead of saying Kinale uh, David, which is a lamentation to David. You would think, like, if your son is trying to kill you, you would be beyond yourself. You wouldn't be praising God. You were, you would really be uh, lamenting. So the sages, Hassal explained. Uh, with an analogy to a person in debt, a person who is miserable because he owes money and he needs to pay a debt. And, and once uh, he has paid his debt, he's really happy. So what does this mean? What does this mean? What it means is that it's unnatural for a son to want to go and kill his, son, uh, his father. This is not a natural thing of the world. And King David realizes that this only can come from God. Like if his son is chasing after him to go and get him and go and kill him, this really only can come from Hashem. Such a, such a surah, such a, a suffering can only come from God. And when you know that the suffering comes from Hashem, then there's purpose in your suffering. It's not a random thing. It's not something that happens to you just out of nowhere. When you know that there's a purpose behind it, then you're happy. Because in a certain way, it's like you're paying off your debt. So, so what we see here is that... Uh, that what we're learning here is that all suffering that comes from us, to us, to the Jewish people, everything, every little thing, even if you break a nail from your pinky, really everything comes from God. Everything is decreed. So when you see your life in this way, your suffering doesn't mean you're not going to suffer anyways. You're going to suffer because pain is pain and you're going to suffer it. But at least you're going to understand that there's something behind it. It's like when you're, you're sick, God forbid, and you have to take an antibiotic and the antibiotic makes you feel very bad and it opens a hole in your stomach and you can't eat and, and, you're, and maybe you get a rash and you're getting all these side effects from the antibiotic. Yes, you're suffering, but at the end, you know, this medicine is really curing you. It's taking away the disease. So the same way Galut is, has to be seen in this way, all suffering has to be seen in this way. And we see from here that, uh, that Rabbi Eisenberger, Rabbi Benjamin Eisenberger, he tells us in his book, Likrat uh, Shabbat, he tells us that... Everything, even the most common and natural things in life, like a cold or, or anything that for you would be like random, everything is 
total, totally unnatural. Like, it's not natural. We should not be suffering. We should not be having colds. We should not have pain in our lives. It is not a natural state of, of humanity. The, the natural state of humanity is no suffering, no pain, no wars, no, no disease, no poverty. This is, the, this is how Hashem envisioned the world from the beginning of creation. This was what it was meant to be. But because Adam and Eve uh, committed the sin of eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil before the time they were given, they, they had to wait three hours and in reality they, they ate it right away, right before Shabbat began. Because of this we came down into exile. This was the first exile really. They were thrown away from the Garden of Eden, from uh, Gan Eden, and they were put in a place of pain and suffering. So it is not our natural way. We have to understand it's not natural. And the natural thing for us would be to have a world of peace and love and, and well-being. So so it says here in the in the in the in the in the parasha, you have chosen us from among all the nations, loves us and preferred us. For um, uh, uh, for uh, Hashem, there should be no trouble for the Jewish people because this is this is what it is. He has chosen us from among all the nations, uh, loved us and preferred us. So rather, uh, Rabbi Eisenberger says he suggests anything that we suffer is not natural. For hardship and pain can never be the natural lot of of the people of God. In fact, for Am Israel, nothing short of beautiful, healthy, wealthy life can be considered natural or acceptable. So we can always understand them the same way that David Hamelech, King David, understood his troubles when he sang to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When he is fleeing from his son that wants to kill him, he's, he's not lamenting, he's singing, he's, he's giving a song to Hashem because he realizes that this is, he's paying a debt. Whatever his suffering is, really, it's cleansing him, it's connecting him to God, it's an opportunity of growth, it's an opportunity for him to become the best King David there can be in the world. And uh, yes, suffering, uh, he was suffering while he was chased. Yes, I'd love for things to be easier, simpler, smoother and calmer. But at the end of the day, I understand that this is uh, Hashem's love for me in order for me to be able to get out of Galut so I can get out of this exile. So, so there's, um, so there's an example here that they, he gives. Uh, he says, imagine that there's a mother who has learned that her son has to go through a very difficult surgery and uh, it's going to be very long and very risky and this mother is very anxious, she's very scared and, and, she's, and she says, I'm sorry, I'm, I cannot let my son go through that surgery because I don't think I could survive it. I would not be able to sit through those long hours and survive the anguish of knowing that my son is being in, uh, operated on. And so they had to call a social worker and the social worker came and spoke with the mother and calmed her down and was, and, and really, it made her see like yes he has to go through this it's gonna be very hard he's, but he's gonna get out of it and he's gonna be well and you have to just hold on and be able to to sit down and wait till your son comes out of it and and you have to know that he's gonna be okay for the rest of his life so this uh, 
this social worker sits with her life, with her with the mother, and she helps her get through it, and uh, until the boy comes out from the surgery and it's very successful. So it says that the same way the purpose of exile, the purpose of Galut, is like that surgery, and Hashem is sitting in there in the waiting room waiting for us to come out of it. He's like our father. He's a father in heaven, Avino Malkeinu, and he is there. He's a, our father, our king. He's sitting through this long galut, this long exile, and he's there waiting for us to come through it, and, and he's suffering with us. He suffers with us. He's, he's in pain also. So it says here, that that's what happened to the Jews exactly 210 years of ex of, of uh, slavery in Egypt. It was like this long, long operation and Hashem had to wait for us to be able to, to come out of it. It's not that Hashem left us in Egypt for 210 years and He forgot about us. He never forgot about us. He knew He had to leave us there so the Jewish people could become the Jewish people. If we wouldn't have been 210 years in Egypt as slaves, with that experience in our lives, we would have never been able to become the Jewish people, get out of there, go to Matan Torah, receive a Torah. We had to be slaves to, be, to understand what it means to be connected to Hashem. So it was the making of the Jewish people. So it says here that with this we can understand that every challenge or type of, of, of test that we must experience in our, in our personal lives is really, it's, it's really making us the people that we are supposed to become. And, and when we're going through a hard time, we have to understand this. It, it, just put it in your head. It's the making of Margie. It's the making of, 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 of Hannah. It's the making of Haim. It's the making of you. It's anything that you're going through is really making the person you should be. It's taking out the best of you. Sadly, many people don't see life in this way, in this light. They don't, they don't appreciate it. And we should never, never, God forbid, ask for challenges and tests in our life. We should only pray for goodness in our life. We should only pray that Hashem should make us how we should be, that give us good health and abundant parnasa and joy from our children and clarity of mind in our lives. Please make us the way we should be and not ask for, for challenges in our lives. We should never ask for them. But nevertheless, while we're in this galut, we are gonna experience these challenges. And let Hashem know which ones are the ones that are good for us. But we should always pray that we should not be challenged. It's, it's a paradox. But when we are challenged, we should know that really it's you in the making. It's, it's Hashem is making you to be the best that you can be. And because of this, there should be a certain joy within that you know that you're being worked on to become the most beautiful person that you can become. You know, a diamond has to go through so much polishing. The poor rock, when, when they bring it out of the cave, it's nothing to, to do with the diamond they sell in the store. It's, it's a rock, and it has to be polished and polished and polished and, 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 and worked on and worked on. It's painful for that rock, but at the end of the day, that rock becomes a diamond, and it's worth, worth so much more. So may Hashem grant us good health and joy. May we see the good in everything in our lives. 
May we not suffer ever that our life is like King David. We should always be singing to Hashem with goodness, with praises, with gratitude in, in our lives. And in this way, we will live a little higher. So have a great week. Remember, live a little higher. Thank you.